Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Drinking beer and watching sports is pretty awesome. And one of the few things on par is drinking beer and playing video games. But dropping all that cash on games that end up collecting dust after you're done with them sucks. But there's no sense in trading in old games unless you really want 25 cents off your new one. There's a better way. Gamefly. Gamefly has over 8,000 new releases and classics available to rent for Xbox One, Xbox 360, PS4, PS3, PS Vita, Wii U, Wii, and 3DS, as well as older systems. As a Gamefly member, you can rent as many console and handheld games as you want and get them delivered right to your mailbox for one low monthly fee. And if you like a game so much that you don't want to send it back, you can keep it for a low use price. There are never any due dates or late fees, and Gamefly also offers the ability to rent Blu-ray and DVD movies as part of the regular service at no extra charge. And right now, Gamefly is offering fans of Craft Brood Sports a premium, free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. To get that free trial started today, just go to GameflyOffer.com slash Sports. That's GameflyOffer.com slash Sports. Or just head on over to our website, CraftRootSports.com, and click the Gamefly link in the menu bar. We've all been there. You're standing in the beer aisle staring at the same selection that was there last week and just wishing you could try something different. That's where Tavor comes in. Tavor is the best and easiest way for you to get the beers that you can't find in your favorite bottle shop. No need to hunt down people to trade with or worry about sending some sketchy guy a PayPal account hoping that he delivers on the bottle that you want. Tavor has your back. They only work with independent breweries, so there's no risk of getting suckered into buying an InBev beer pretending to be a craft brew. And it's insanely easy. Just sign up for your free account, download the Tavor app for your Android or iPhone, and you'll get notifications when new beers are ready. Just go to the app and click Get It, and they'll put the quantity requested aside for you and ship it to your door. You can ship as many beers as you want for a flat fee, and you can schedule your delivery as soon as one week and as late as five after you select the beer you want to buy. And now, fans of Craft Brood Sports can get $10 in credit after you buy your first beer through Tavor.com. Just go to our website, CraftBrewSports.com, and click the Tavor link in the menu bar. 
Create your free account, and after your first beer is shipped out, you'll see a $10 credit hit your account. There's no commitment, no contract, no gimmicks, just great beer delivered directly to your door. This is Bronson Arroyo from the Cincinnati Reds, and you're listening to Craft Brewed Sports with Scott and Mike. What is up, everybody? First episode, 2019, Craft Brood Sports. I'm Mike. That's Scott. Did you forget the name of the show first? No, I was pausing for dramatic effect. Oh, okay, cool, I was cool. really letting it sink it, embracing the silence in 2019. Mm. First show, 2019, I'm Mike. That's Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting behind the computer. your name? <laughs> Sit me on the computer is Joe. <laughs> this is Craft Brew Sports. Scott, you ready to tap this keg of sports knowledge? Absolutely. You pump up one. Did you, did you forget the tagline? No, it was pausing oh, okay. for dramatic effect. <laughs> Joe, how you doing, man? Good. Yes, there it is. Right, he's right back in the swing of things. Right Joe, on brand. Joe is already back in uh, in the groove. <clears throat> Thank you guys for tuning in. We got an awesome show for you guys coming up tonight. Uh, new Would You Rather question. We uh, we added that that that's up there. People are blowing that one, and up. we are already shocked at the early <laughs> the early results. Very shocked by the results. The early poll numbers are in, and they are shocking. <laughs> we are drinking an amazing beer that we'll talk about a little bit. We're going to might about be amazing. It. We don't know. Maybe we'll, we'll see, see how that's. We're going to talk about uh, a guy from the Pirates getting mistaken for Bryce Harper. Mm. We're going to talk about problems in Notre Dame Stadium and not their bowl game. Talk about head coaching around the NFL. Ooh, that's going to get ugly. It's awesome a, show. It's black. <laughs> it is black. It is dark. <laughs> Be sure to stick around for that. As always, share the show. Help us out. Make sure your friends are watching along with you. Keep the comments coming. If you don't want to comment on Facebook, you can send us a text message at the drunk line, 440-37-DRUNK, and we'll be opening that up later on tonight, too. We're going to be giving away $50 to two people tonight Mm -hmm. who shared last week's show. Share the show this week. Maybe we'll do it again. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. (laughs) You never know. Try us. All right. Let's talk about this would you rather question. We dare you to share. So this, we wanted to do something a little bit different with our pre-show polls, and we, sa- we decided to do some would-you-rather questions. These are going to be a little bit more generic, a little uh, scenario-based, see how you feel, get a gauge for how our, how our audience consumes their sports, what they feel is you know the best way to go. And try to tie it to current goings-on, yeah. like our first one. Right, and this one is, uh, you know, with college football season ending, this one seemed just perfect, so... Your would-you-rather question for the day. Would you rather that your team goes undefeated during the regular season only to get completely waxed in the college football playoffs? Or your team lose a awful game sometime earlier in the season, maybe to Purdue, and uh, then find themselves in a meaningless bowl game at the end of the year that they end up winning? There's been some interesting takes already on this one. Tyson, good friend of the show, commented, isn't the point to win the last game of the year. And I think that's an uh, that's a, like a brainwashed college football fan thinking that the whole purpose is to win the last game of the year. Because Admittedly, he said he didn't really follow college football. But there's football a lot of people know, that are on, on point with it. They agree wholeheartedly with him on this line of thinking of, yeah, you got to win the bowl game because your whole season is to get to a bowl game and to win the bowl game. And I think that's because... That's how college football was 
our entire lives, basically. Right. And now that's not the case. Now there's a playoffs. There's a, a mm-hmm. chance to play for a national championship. So that's where the question comes in. Which is more impactful for your program? Which do you want to see as a fan? Mm-hmm. Uh, how, how are you leaning? You don't have to give your, your exact answer on this one, but how are you leaning on this question? I want the chance to play for it all. Okay, well, that's a pretty cut. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to sugarcoat it and beat around the bush. I want a shot to play for it all. It don't mean a thing if you don't get a chance to play for that ring. So, you know. I think, and a lot of people think that I picked this because Notre Dame got completely embarrassed in their bowl game. But it really has nothing to do with that. There have been blowouts every year in the college football playoffs. Right. There's plenty of other fan bases who understand what it's like to get all the way there and get blown out. Yes. Uh, and here's another take uh, to the opposite. Jerome Douglas from uh, Mostly Sports Talk. He's actually written a few articles on Craft Brood Sports' uh, blog as well. Shout out to Jerome. He said, it's an easy one. You're only as good as your last game. And I think that's where a lot of people feel like the bowl game is really good for recruiting. You go out, you win your bowl game. Who cares if you lost to Purdue? Everybody just remembers that you went out to Pasadena and beat Washington. And that's all they really care about. And I I mean, I understand that point. They, they, it does definitely stick out in your head that Notre Dame got waxed by Clemson. But do you remember who got waxed in the first playoffs? Nope. Yeah. That's already, uh, unless you were the team that did the waxing or got waxed, you've pretty much forgotten that Oregon beat up on Florida State. Well, and. Most people probably forgot that Florida State was in the playoffs. And specifically, <laughs> yeah. And specifically, what, while we're, you know, basically, it, it, it ends up being kind of Ohio, just generically for this show, Ohio State and Notre Dame for the purposes of you and many of our listeners. Well, in the case of Ohio State, I don't remember all these bowl games that they won, but they can tell you exactly the fact that they won the national championship the first year. First the, college football playoffs, yeah. baby! I mean, they, they, they remember that, and for good reason. You should. Right. I mean, it was the it's last national championship they had, and the last what five years where now they've been in the playoffs how many times in in that maybe twice since then okay so yeah but they're not you know obviously they're not celebrating a playoff loss because nobody's doing that but i mean the the bowl games that they ended up in that weren't uh, do do they do they remember them ohio state fans do but nobody else does no i know but do they know where they're sitting i mean and and as we get further away from them they they won't that's the whole point is that the bowl games themselves end up being meaningless unless they're the national title game. I can't even remember what bowl Notre Dame played in last year. I know they beat LSU, but I don't remember what bowl game they played in. Yeah. I mean, it just, because it doesn't matter. It was matter. a New Year's Day bowl. Maybe the Sugar, no. Was it the Sugar Bowl? No. That that was probably sure. part of the, no, the Sugar Bowl was probably part of the I'm uh, saying playoffs. sure, because in general, it doesn't matter. Right. I mean, winning that last game is kind of just whatever. <laughs> if it wasn't the national championship game. Congrats. Very interesting question. So yeah. weigh in on that on our Facebook page. Would you rather your team go undefeated and get waxed in the playoffs or lose a game? Probably that they shouldn't have lost. Let's let's even clarify it further. Mm-hmm. A game you shouldn't lose and then win your meaningless bowl game at the end of the year. Right. Good old college football. I'm going to miss it. On to the next one. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about our beer of the week. This was one that we were super excited for. As soon as we saw the email from Tavor, mm-hmm. a little notification popped up. I don't even think you guys had hesitated when I was like, hey, what do you guys think of this one? No. It was an immediate yes from both of you. And you know it sounds good when Joe is interested in it right away. Because normally Joe's like, whatever. If you guys want it, fine. This well, one, Joe jumped at it. And, and, and not only that, because that is a very good barometer for any beers on our show. If Joe is excited, then it's probably going to be good. But... It's the fact that we've had a few now, um, these IPAs that have a 
citrus notes in them and high citrus notes and this one with the pineapple had to had to go for it because yeah. the the the, the most, more recent one that we had was that orange juice IPA and it had a little oh. hint of pineapple and all I, oh, I, I, I remember as soon beer. as I saw this one I thought of that and I'm like yeah, yeah. anything that's close to that give me that well this beer is pineapple velvet by Four Noses Brewing in Broomfield Colorado seven percent ABV so a nice decent heft to this one. The flavor profile in this one is very hoppy. They've got three different types of hops that it's dry hopped with. Amarillo, Citra, and Urillo is... I had to look up how to pronounce that. Nailed it. Yep. Killed it. <laughs> you know what's funny is I would have just guessed and said Harillo, but... Yeah. I yeah, know. I mean, it, it just... You know what? I, I think there was another beer we had on the show that had Urillo hops, and I had to look it up then, too, and I didn't remember <laughs> how it was pronounced. I think you... Didn't you look up... <laughs> there was one... There was something. It might not have been that, but there was something that you you looked up a pronouncer during the show and still messed it up. Yeah, still... Yeah, that's... <laughs> still couldn't say it. <laughs> that's pretty on brand. Yeah. Uh, but this one also has pineapple, vanilla, and lactose, making it that... New England milkshake IPA mm. that's becoming a, a rage along among craft beer fans. This can stay a rage. <sighs> yeah. 4.09 <laughs> caps on Untapped. It's one of our higher rated beers we've seen recently. We've had some beers that are down around like that 3.5, yeah. 3.7 range. Super so this middle is, of the road. This one is uh, higher rated, but it's unrated at rate beer because there's not enough ratings. This is a limited release on this can. They now have in their brewery an orange velvet which is the same type of thing, but with orange instead of the pineapple. That was my reaction when I saw it. That face exactly <laughs> right there. Yeah. Um, Can we get in contact with them yesterday? <laughs> <laughs> flavor is immediate pineapple. There is barely any hop flavor to this. It is super citrusy. For a beer that has three different hops, you I wouldn't have been able to guess it. If you told me, oh, yeah, this is a more hoppy beer, I, I would have thought you were a liar. Well, you said before the show, you said, be sure to pour it in your glass because I took a sip out of the can and it tastes like pineapple juice. I'm sipping this out of the glass and I'm like, this tastes like pineapple juice. Well, (laughs) in so much that I didn't taste any hops at all. And it was like, as soon as I poured it in, I saw the the cream that must have settled in the can and kind of mixed in. And the the second and third ever since then, not only do I taste the vanilla, that was lacking. Yeah. But I, I can taste the hops and everything else in there. And I'd, I, I'm just going to say this is consumed. I'm not even, <laughs> I'm not even like much, much like the poll question. I, you know, it just, this beer is fantastic. <laughs> God, it's good. Joe, what do you think of this one? It's good. <laughs> I, I almost finished this beer before the show started. I, I, I did a preemptive pour. You and, did. You and did. I, you know, I, I poured too early. It was 10 minutes till show. And I thought, oh, I'll just sip on it. It'll be fine. I almost finished the beer before it started. <laughs> I had to slow myself down. It, it, it's a, it's a really good beer, beer but super, super deceptive at that 7% because, it, I mean, you're, oh, and there you're doesn't pounding taste that like alcohol. Yeah, there is all. nothing to this one. It is very dangerous. We'll see how it holds up. I think you guys can pretty much tell how, how this yeah. consumer can it's going to go. And I would you can be just shocked. fast forward through that part of the show. It don't matter. <laughs> I would be shocked if this changes at all because it's a very... 
the flavors kind of are simplistic once you once you boil it down. Yeah. And so I can't imagine anything kind of changing up or getting too old or anything. I, it, although I will say, just to throw this out there as a, a disclaimer, and I mean, you would know just by the name, but if you're not a pineapple fan, because that's a flavor that people right. aren't, yeah, it's like some people split. just aren't crazy about. If you don't Ooh. like pineapple, just nix it. What if you had this beer with pizza? <laughs> Does that make it a Hawaiian pizza? <laughs> What if you pour this beer on the pizza? Oh, that's a hard pass for me. No pineapple on pizza, but I'll eat pineapple and pizza, but not together. All right, let's get into Upper Deck. You don't like pineapple on pizza? I I honestly don't know if I've ever had it. Everybody debates that so much. I don't know if I've ever had pineapple on pizza. Let's let's figure this out, because I feel like this is one of those ones that divide the show a little bit. We can add this to the quick hitter questions? I don't know, because I don't know how hard, die hard I am about this. I don't know how Christmas I am about this question. So, Joe, where are you at on this? Hawaiian pizza is delicious. Mm, all right. My man Give Joe. Give me that right pineapple. <laughs> no, seriously. It isn't something that I get every time. It's not even something that I regularly think about. But every once in a while, for whatever reason, I'll see it on the menu or it's like Hawaiian or, you know, you see the pineapple and, then, and you're like, I'm going to go with Hawaiian. And you know what changed my life? Because Hawaiian is generally the ham and the pineapple. Ham and pineapple, right. Somebody somewhere had ordered pepperoni and pineapple, and I thought, uh, why, why'd you do that? It's not Hawaiian. It's just pepper. And they're like, try it. Mm. Just as good. I couldn't believe it. Interesting. I will say, though, it has to be combined for me with that, that meat. That, that you've got to have that savory element to the, the pineapple to go with the pizza. Because just the pineapple on the pizza by itself with you know maybe some other type of vegetable or something. All right. All right. I'll try it. Relax, Scott. You don't have to sell me no. so hard. I will try. <laughs> I'm just saying like, you have to make sure that it's got that, that savory meat element. Otherwise, it falls flat. Uh, then it just tastes like sweetness. So Scott likes the savory meat on his pizza. Let's get into <laughs> Upper Deck. Thanks. <laughs> Go ahead, finish your beer, and then let's yeah, get into this Yeah, I, I, I got nothing, so you got me on that one. But <laughs> Upper Deck, as always, brought to you by Minuteman Tickets. Minuteman Tickets sponsors us, and they're great because they're owned by a couple of Ohio dudes that are sports fans just like me and you. Minuteman helps customers find the best deals on the market. These guys are all about honesty, all the time, every time. Someone's got a better price, they'll tell you straight up. Not just sports and concerts. They'll help you with any tickets that you want to any event. They'll even sell tickets for you. College basketball is here, so be sure to hit up Minuteman for all of your Ohio State basketball ticketing needs. And then go like them on Facebook. They do weekly giveaways. They've got merchandise sports and concert apparel and obviously plenty of tickets check them out at minimantickets.com or give them a call 614-943-3000 and avoid all of the fees that's 614-943-3000 all guys so we've talked about it a lot on this show waning interest in the nfl I'm probably the biggest NFL fan, or once... despite the fact that ratings are up. But yes, yeah, I know. Right. Once was one of the biggest NFL fans in this group. I don't know. I'm not sure anymore. I, I really don't like. I'd, I I spent very little time watching my horrendous team play football this year. Uh, after about after Jimmy Garoppolo went down, there wasn't much watching <laughs> of the football. But I, you know, I checked. I'm in a still Bengals fan, man. We're we're in the same boat. Yeah. Um. Well, you know. It, Part of the reason that my interest has waned over the last few years is because of the amount of penalties and just every year with the rules change and all that. Well, some people might say, and I've had this conversation with my brother. He thinks I'm crazy or he thinks, oh, you know, it's not anything. It's just in your head. And, uh, you know, it's because the Niners suck and you're just not interested. And I'm like, I, you know, <laughs> I, that's fine. But I was watching all the Alex Smith years, week in, week out, when they were just god-awful and 
winning, you know, two or three games. So it, it can't just be that. But either way, this year, a record number of penalties, not just our imagination, 3,447 of them. To that be is exact. unreal, man. I'd love to know what the previous record was because I couldn't find that. I tried I, looking it up. Not sure. But if I had to guess, within the last five years, the re- it's yeah. it, it, it crossed well, that I mean, it's, record. It's apparent this year with how many flags there have been for roughing the passer and penalties yeah. on the quarterback. That's got to be the difference maker this year. Well, it's and been the, the helmet to helmet. Horrible to yeah. watch. I mean, it just... I mean, I've talked about it on other shows and whatnot, too. Ooh, I watched about Ford it on my Bottoms, other shows. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, shout out to my other shows. <laughs> uh, watching watching football, every play, it just becomes this, you know, b- by the time they get to the next play, I'm waiting for the flag. It's no yeah. longer whether or not they're going to – is there going to be a flag? It's when is the flag right, coming. Right. And so, you know, I, I'm not shocked by those numbers, but it, I'm glad that it's not just in my head or that I'm not just – Old manning it up back when I yes. watched football as a kid. It wasn't that many. No, the the numbers bear it out. Men were men, right? There's a, there's a record number of penalties. Put a skirt the on them, right? Blah, blah. So there you go. Awful. If you like penalties, tune into the it's NFL. A, if you're a fan of watching referees come out and flex, <laughs> the NFL is where you want to go. Yep. <laughs> Do you think? Guys in the like refing in the college ranks are just like wringing their hands, like, come on, if I can make it pro, I can throw this flag so much more. Yeah, I, I would hope not because I mean, as, <laughs> as much as you enjoy your job as a ref, I hope that you don't enjoy that part of your job throwing the flag necessarily. I know that guys like getting on TV I and think all they that love stuff, it. yeah, but I think they love it. But at the same it. time, I mean, if you love the game. You got to know that it's not good for the game to have all those stoppages and have all those. They don't care about the game, man. They care about that TV time. (laughs) Honey, DVR it. I'm reffing this one. (laughs) I'm about to be on a ton. All right, let's uh, let's move on. There's a dude that was in Vegas that bet huge this weekend and lost. Ah! Uh, (laughs) There was a story that came out about some guy that hit like a 21 team parlay and turned like $5 into a hundred thousand. This guy kind of went the opposite route. (laughs) Uh, First of all, strange enough, he was risking over three quarters of a million dollars, $755,000. Pause, because I'd love to have that much to gamble with. Yep. Unpause. Uh, Go ahead. (laughs) Apparently, he had hit something earlier in the weekend to get this winnings, but he was risking three quarters of a million to win 311,000. And that's where my brain, that's how I can't, I I don't understand how gamblers get to that point where they're like, I'm going to put up 775 or $755,000 for the chance to win three hundred thousand, because it's all about the thrill of the victory and them for them. It's not. Well, a, it's yeah. not necessarily about the money. Or I mean, I don't think that it necessarily goes through their head. You and I gamble and hope to God we win because we need to right. make that extra money. <laughs> right. The the win is nice, but it's the actual cash. Like that I would matters. rather put less money on a a parlay where you don't have as good of an odds where right. it's like, I'm going to put a hundred bucks down and maybe win 500. That seems way better of right. a deal than I'm going to put three quarters of a million down and hopefully win. But these big time gamblers, man, that's just, it, they just want the win. It's just the thrill of having everything riding on it. That's why but, um, I don't, I don't do well in Vegas, but that anyways, not, that's why I'm not a gambler. <laughs> he put that money on two different parlays. The first was a $125,000 bet to win 111,000. The parlay was Alabama, the Patriots, the Chiefs, the Seahawks, and Georgia. The second was a $630,000 bet to win $200,000. Uh, one 
uh, portion of the, the parlay was the Patriots. The other was Georgia. So in the first parlay, he got Alabama win. He got the Patriots win. He got the Chiefs win. He got the Seahawks win. Georgia came and blew it against Texas and ruined the parlay for him, and he lost that one. That's another and reason it, why I don't do parlays, man. Too, I just I don't want to have to. I just want to do one game. Well, one team if, when that you I'm look at about. when you look at these teams that he picked: Alabama, Patriots, Chiefs, Seahawks, Georgia, all heavy favorites. It seemed like I mean, there's a reason why he was risking so much to win so little, right? Uh, but it he had a, a really good shot, and then Georgia just completely blew it for him. Uh, Georgia goes and gets waxed. The dude loses a quarter of a million dollars, or three quarters of a million dollars in the process. Unreal. So my question to you, Scott, is this guy able to go home again? Because if it were me, I would I just, I'd be like, just go ahead and kill me because <laughs> I'm done. There's, yeah, no way no, I'm, no. there's no way I'm going home. Change Look, my name. I'm, g- <laughs> I'm in a $50 fantasy football league, <laughs> and the fact that I haven't come home with my $50 yet in, in back-to-back years is a thing of contention. But yeah. it also, you have to take the ACT if you finish dead last. I've gotten threats two years in a row that I better not have to take that ACT and pay an extra $40 on top of it because that means I've now lost almost double in one year. So I know what's going on with just $100 at stake. So you're telling me 700000 you know, upwards of a million? Yeah. People I just I just end it right crazy, there. Crazy dude. Like, crazy So people. where's your suicide section of Vegas cuz I need to find cuz <laughs> I'm uh, not going you, home. Can you tell me how to get to the roof? Don't ask questions. I just <laughs> I'm a big fan of the hangover. I wanted to get up there. I really want to see the view. <laughs> uh crazy people in Vegas, man. No doubt. And then crazy with the gambling. Anyway, <laughs> uh so um last week, the, you know, the story is a week old, but doesn't matter. Uh it's very funny, so that's all that matters. Uh, Pirates pitcher Trevor Williams. He looks very similar to Bryce Harper. Kind of. He's a white guy who has a beard. That's what I meant. You didn't let me finish. He's a white guy who has a beard. So he looks very similar to Bryce Harper. At least if you're a waiter at a restaurant in New York. Or a restaurant in San Diego. I totally thought yeah. that's happened. No, in New it was York. in San Diego. Really? All yeah. the times I saw this story, he's just a Yankees. He's a Yankees fan. Well, yeah. I get to that point. So the waiter is a <laughs> is a Yankees fan. So he asks this guy, who's Trevor Williams, who he thinks is Bryce Harper. Hey, where are you going in free agency? <laughs> Trevor Williams wanting to play along with it and you know mess with this guy a little bit is like, hey, you know, I'm going to the Yankees, and of course this guy's all excited, jacked up. Oh man, I'm a Yankees fan going there. Whoops. It was actually Trevor Williams, the relief pitcher, not Bryce Harper. Which, <laughs> if you claim to be a big Bryce Harper fan or a baseball fan or Yankees fan or whatever, actually, never mind. Before I finish that sentence, it makes total sense. Because Yankees fans don't actually know anything about baseball. They just know that their team wins and signs big names, and they don't actually know anything. Toy some championships, baby. Right, yeah. So, that, nah, that never mind. Gita. This makes total sense. But I will say, the funniest part of this story to me is that here is another professional baseball player that he confuses with. It'd be one thing if somebody came up to you and said, hey, Shane Graham, let me get your autograph because you're a white guy with red hair. 
Has it happened? It's happened, yes. There you go. <laughs> now, that's one thing for somebody to just randomly say that, and you're like, uh, I'm just a regular guy. But for it to be another professional athlete in the same sport that you right. confuse, like, that's bizarre. Could you imagine there being another red? And I don't even know that the, at the time Shane Graham was a kicker. I don't think that there was any other redheaded kicker that looked no, like him. I would have known that. Uh, right. And so, <laughs> like, you couldn't have that same connection. Uh, my only regret is that this wasn't one of the like two or three black players in Major League Baseball. That hey, aren't you Adam Jones? <laughs> no, I'm the other black guy, Andrew McCutcheon. <laughs> oh well, I had a fifty percent chance of getting it right. <laughs> Sorry, guy, because you know all black people look alike. Da 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 da. <laughs> you made it so weird. Does this guy? <laughs> does this guy go into breweries because? white guy with bushy beard is clearly like a brewery staple. Does he just go into every brewery and he's like, Bryce Harper is here. Yeah. Oh my God. And there's Bryce Harper too. Bryce Harper's over there. Bryce Harper is everywhere. Also, I wouldn't have done, I wouldn't have messed with this guy for that. I'd have been like, yes, I'm Bryce Harper. Also, I'd like this meal comped. I think he got his his meal comped. Really? Yes. Because he said, he tweeted out, he tweeted out, if somebody offers you a free food because they think you're Bryce Harper, go ahead and play along. (laughs) Yep. Absolutely. Well, then you go. Trevor Williams is winning the, winning the day pretending to be Bryce Harper. Which is exactly what I did when I got mistaken for Shane Graham. I Did you totally, get free stuff? No, I, but oh. I played along with it. Oh, took well, pictures, yeah. Why the took hell pictures with a bunch of girls at New Year's Eve. I was like, yeah, I'm Shane Graham. My wife was just sitting there laughing. Well played. <laughs> well played. <laughs> All right, well, it was just New Year's, and the best part of New Year's Day is the Winter Classic. It's the annual outdoor NHL game. This year, Boston beat Chicago 4-2 to two inside of... Notre Dame Stadium, uh, but things were not all that great in the house that Rockney built. Tweets started to flood in as early as the first intermission. Notre Dame Stadium ran out of food and beer. How, how does that happen? In their defense, they don't normally sell beer at games. There's no beer allowed at. Oh, at they Notre dry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. During college, college football yeah, games. College games, but it's that's not the case because like Xavier, you can buy beer at Cintas Center during mm-hmm. the basketball game. So it's something about Notre Dame yeah. Stadium. They just don't sell beer during Notre Dame games. Okay. We had to, you just sneak in flasks, whatever. It's plastic flask. They never know. People are drunk uh, at football games, whether or not <laughs> right. they're dry stadiums or not. But they clearly didn't anticipate. I mean, it was a sold out crowd. There was like seventy six thousand people at this game. Stadium was packed. To run out of beer is one thing. Okay, fine. You're not used to it. Whatever. You ran out of food. That's come on, man. This is disappointing. And people were complaining about the traffic afterwards. Saying that sounds like something a D three school would do. You know, not. (laughs) I didn't think there were going to be seventy thousand people. Oh my god, we're used to fifteen. I don't. I don't know. We bought two packages of hot dogs (laughs) and a pack of brats. We thought it would last. Charlie, go hit up McDonald's. (laughs) Get a bowl load of burgers hit kroger <laughs> we gotta do this quick it's so disappointing to run out of food and beer in the first inter- not even like well it was the third period the and they were getting close first intermission they made it through the first period and then blew it that is rough that's a long time that's a long time of game time to not have any refreshments yes. for all of yes. those people it's just like we got water it turned into a fema <sighs> camp really quickly at notre dame stadium jesus that's rough <laughs> So brutal. Anyways. Not a good look for Notre Dame in the last couple weeks. <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, well, anyway, uh, <laughs> moving on to some uh, high school hoops. Uh, a high school basketball team in Missouri 
They have triplets on the team. My favorite story of the week. Yeah, this I love this story because it's <laughs> so shady. Okay, so there's a 64-62 win this week. And on two separate occasions, one of the brothers got fouled and handed to one of the other brothers who then took the free throws. <laughs> now, the funniest part of this to me isn't that they're so shady that they're sitting there doing this and seemingly their coaches know or whatever. It's that... This same thing has been, I don't know, I guess there's uh, a, a type of theory with the, with the Morris twins in the NBA. That, oh, really? Yes. That I they, didn't know that. that. They have, you know, randomly stood up because I can't, I can't, I can't kind of forget, but I think Markeith is the better of the two. He's the one that's been around in the league longer and signed another contract. Which one is it? It's Marcus. Marcus, okay. Marcus is better. (laughs) Okay, cool. Marcus is better. Either way, uh, that that he's been able to hang on longer in the league and play longer, and that there's been times where Markeith has, you know, swapped in for him, not just because they were on the same team, because they haven't been on the same team since uh, college, but just straight swapped in for him on the game day in the NBA. Oh, my God. There's been conspiracy theories that that's happened. That sounds amazing to me. To pull that off in the NBA is, I mean, okay, a, a high school game, sure, nobody's really watching, nobody really right. is paying attention, but to do it in the NBA would be baller. It's just a conspiracy theory. I personally don't think it's ever happened. <laughs> Scott, they, the Morris twins played on the same team in the NBA as well. <laughs> cool. cool. Yep, yep. Okay, right, cool. Hook them. <laughs> I know my NBA. <laughs> Weird. And more importantly, I know the Morris twins. Like the back of me hand. <laughs> anyway, triplets out here pulling tomfoolery in Missouri. I just love this idea of just, all right, just stay close to me in case I get fouled. I'm going to hand you the ball. And then, like, the one kid just took the ball and, like, handed it off to the ref and just walked to the free throw line. Like, the ref was just I, like, yeah, I, also I got love you, the son. idea that only maybe there's only two of them that are good and the third one. The is, third one's oh, just. Look, I'm terrible at free throws. Guys, I'm on the bench. Can I get in? Can you, like, let me throw? <laughs> no. Like, he can't go to the foul line. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's get into our last story of Upper Deck. Bengals fans, you're such a disappointment to me. uh, Because this week, Marvin Lewis finally parted ways with Cincinnati. The Bengals released Marvin Lewis after 16 years of mediocrity. I will say Marvin gets a little bit of a bad rap. There's been some discussions about this. Yes, he hasn't won a playoff game. But he also turned the team around from what they were before he started. Right. He does deserve a tip of the cap for improving football in Cincinnati. But he's by no means a great coach. Uh, he's been pretty average in his time in Cincinnati. That's not stopping one Cincinnati native who started to go fund me page, which is now up to $351 of its $5,000 goal to build a statue to Marvin Lewis inside of Cincinnati. He says money raised is based off of cost estimate plus shipping costs and any unforeseen costs, meaning he's going to pocket whatever the difference is. It was unforeseen. I didn't know. That's mine now. Any leftover dollars will be donated to local Bengals charities. Yeah, right. I believe when I see it. (laughs) 
The reason why I do this story, it's not because it's a GoFundMe, but because this is the plaque that this guy wants to put on the state on this uh, statue for Marvin Lewis. Thank you, Marvin Lewis. Bengals head coach, 2003 to 2018. Seven playoff appearances. Four AFC North championships. <laughs> 2009 AP NFL Coach of the Year. 131 wins. Winningest coach in franchise history. Ugh. 24th all-time winningest coach in NFL history. Five former assistants who became NFL head coaches. Coach 21 Bengals to Pro Bowls. Wow. Yeah, some of if those that stats is are just not, not flattering. It is such a statue to it's, mediocrity. Yeah. It's just like, hey, you averaged eight wins a year, man. Here you go. Here's your statue. Don't do the math. 16 years, 131 wins. That's, well, that's what they're asking you to do with that, because I, I would just talk to this dude and say, hey, man, some of these can get left off because it kind of highlights how not good he was. Some of them not so bad. Others just like, no, that's not good. Here's, in that here's how, years. if you're going to do this, here's the plaque. Thank you, Marvin Lewis. Bengals head coach, 2003 to 2018. Winning as coach in franchise history. Done. <laughs> that's it. Don't put anything else on that plaque. You don't want to highlight seven playoff appearances because then they're like, hey, remember how he didn't win any of those? Yeah. You don't want to highlight four AFC North championships because like you only won the the division four times out of 16 years, bro. You don't bro. even want to highlight the coach of the year because only one time. <laughs> one time out of 16. Once. You had five coaches that became head coaches. Cool. Good work, bro. Not only like, that, how many coaches did you have on your ta- on your staff during those years? Way more than five. You hired five good people in your 16 years. Oh, man. Yeah, no. Like, this is all wrong. These 21 just- whole Bengals. There are 53 guys on a roster, and you only had 21 of them make a Pro Bowl. The statistics on the Marvin Lewis Foundation, how much is money it, he raised. I mean, is the Pro Bowl like the MLB All-Star game where one team, always, like a team always has to be represented no okay, it's voted on by the fans i was gonna say that makes it even worse that means only five guys wanted outside of the tool <laughs> all right yeah no, no 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 i mean <laughs> it's voted on by the fans but you know how it is though it's it's a lot of hey such and such was voted to the pro bowl but they're not gonna play because whatever and then the, the second and third and 12th alternates show up and it's like oh well this fourth stringer on the Bengals made the pro bowl because 12 of the guys dropped out. Andy Dalton's so, like, I'm a pro bowler? That happened okay. a, That happened a few <laughs> years, though, where he ended up elevating into there, but he was, like, fifth on the list, and it was because, oh, two guys, you know, are playing in the AFC Championship game, and two other guys <laughs> dropped out, and now here he is, and he's in the pro bowl. So, yeah. even the, Yeah, I was going to say, some of those numbers are kind of skewed. This has been Upper Deck, brought to you, as always, by Miniman Tickets and by statues that don't mean anything. <laughs> Unreal. And fans. the Morris Twins, <laughs> who I know all about. Ask me about it. If it makes you feel better, I was like, who? <laughs> you don't even remember them from their Kansas days? Nope. Uh, sure don't. Well, Sorry. At least My I bad. nailed their college. <laughs> Watch Joe Joy's it. Uh, it was Kentucky. Uh, <laughs> no. That was that other set of twins. All right, let's uh before we start talking about that coaching carousel, let's do our uh real quick clown of the week. Clown Scumbag of the week. Of the week. Yeah. Whatever. We'll figure we'll, out. We'll, we'll workshop it. It's a working working. We'll workshop title. it. Uh Joe, I want to go to you first. Who is your pick for the uh the worst person of the week? 
Well, mine is actually a group of people. Um, all yeah. those UCF fans out there that were saying that they should have been in the playoffs and all this kind of stuff. And then when they lose their bowl game. Got ghost. And uh, they went, uh, oh, the players weren't even trying. They didn't care about this bowl game. <laughs> Um, that's why we lost. They really didn't care about this one, even though they were trolling all week long, saying they should have been in the playoffs and the players really care there. And then when they lose, they just didn't care about that bowl game. If you watch that game, there is no way those dudes were. There was like, animosity. People were swinging. They, they were head hunting that quarterback. I thought that kid was going to die. There was a good chance he was going to die. There is no doubt in my mind that they were playing hard as they could. So anybody who tries to say that UCF was laying down in that game is a joker. Yep. <laughs> well, not only joker that, of the week that could. Well, not, anyway, I mean, sorry. Not just only workshop. That they want to. Yeah, I mean they they clearly wanted to win that game because it would have kept their winning streak alive that they've had for two years now. Right. And, and, and I mean it would have enhanced their reasoning for you know right. not being in the playoff. So back to back undefeated seasons. Right. Come on. Yeah. Who's I mean, not going to want there's that? There's no, absolutely no way. But I mean, on top of the the ones that did say, oh well, they weren't motivated. There were just a lot of them that just went silent and they just disappeared. It was like, hey, there were thousands of UCF fans here. Where did they all go? Just rather than say, if I don't talk about it, it never happened. So I thought that was pretty. Delete tweets. Too. Delete tweets. Delete yeah. tweets. Delete tweets. Uh, that was my thought during the Notre Dame game. Mm. Oh well, that too. Yeah, I went kind of quiet <laughs> during that yep. game. Yep. All right, moving on. I was I was that Homer disappearing into the bushes gif. I was just like <laughs> exactly. And then I come back out, Xavier hat on. Hey, it's basketball season, everybody. I, I'd quickly go back in the bushes. I already went that. back in. Yeah, I was like, we lost the Seton Hall. See you guys in April. <laughs> I came out with a Reds hoodie on. It's like, hey, we signed Puig. <laughs> hey, Matt Kemp. Hey, Matt Kemp. Making big moves for four years ago. <laughs> they, the Reds four years ago are sweet right now. Stacked in the outfield. We're going to have to move some of this talent in the outfield. Too much talent in the outfield four Just years ago. not enough ago. space. Uh, Scott, who was your pick for uh, for the, the worst of the week? My worst of the week was Daryl Strawberry, who got caught in the one straw. of these. Yeah, the straw. Homer and the straw. Oh, I love Good that. segue after the Homer Dude. talk. Ah, oh, there we go. Homer and the bat. That's one. Of, that's my favorite episode of The Simpsons probably all time. It's really good. Um. Anyway, he got caught in one of these TMZ interviews where a reporter just walks up. Hey, hey, Daryl, Daryl, what do you think about <laughs> some random topic? And Daryl's like, what? And uh, he asked him about marijuana and players wanting to use it, you know, more for pain relief. And, you know, that that seems there's a big push for that, obviously. Um, And Daryl has a known past as a uh, crackhead. What? No. Loves him. Loves him. The booger sugar. (laughs) And so he he immediately goes into this. But uh, I will say in the last few years, he's, you know, done the whole, hey, I used to be an addict, but now I found Jesus and I don't Mm. do that anymore. Mace. Yeah. He went he went Mason Beth on us. Yeah, yeah that's his name. <laughs> I know him too. <laughs> anyway, and basically, you know, oh well, marijuana is a gateway drug and they shouldn't want to do marijuana and uh, I started doing marijuana when I was 14 and 15 and that's what led me to doing coke. And yeah. When a, a known cokehead who also dabbled in heroin, if I'm not mistaken, uh, <laughs> tries to give advice about people not smoking weed and saying that, oh, man, no, nobody should be doing weed because it's a gateway drug. 
You just really don't have time for that. Just yeah. no time for that. That's guy. pretty weak. Giving, sauce. Out, giving out drug advice. <laughs> a, a hardcore drug addict out giving drug advice. It's I mean, like it's like me being like, guys, we should not be drinking beer. It's really not good for it. You pack on weight. You. It's like asking the guy who lost. The, I, was, the par- I don't know where I was going to go. With it's that like asking the guy in the parlay for gambling advice. You just don't do it. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! How about you? you lost seven hundred thousand this week. <laughs> hey, who should I? What are, who should I bet on in the ponies here? Not like, Georgia. It's like, yeah, Georgia's not playing, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Daryl Strawberry is my clown of the week for his hot take on uh, people using because, especially if you're strictly talking about you know players, and I mean. We're just talking about the NFL mostly when it comes to the pain management right. and the big push for that. I mean, these guys, and there's all sorts of studies that basically show now that marijuana is better than opioids, and that's the whole thing. Like, right. not marijuana being the opposite of opioids and not being addictive and not ruining lives and careers. And the fact the that thing. so many opioids lead to heroin. Right. Like, opioids is a bigger gateway drug than yeah, marijuana opioids is at this are point. Much, and, I mean, your average person is now, you know, going to the doctor with a broken arm, getting addicted to opioids, and then going off to heroin and stuff. So we're not even talking about athletes. Right. So, yeah, marijuana really, you know, it's kind of lost that stigma. And he went straight 1920s old man. <laughs> Marijuana's bad. Get it away. You feel, I feel like he would have called it marijuana in this one. Like, yeah. That's just yeah. where he was at with his, his so, line of thing. And there it is. I it's went with the group of people, too. I went with PETA because PETA mm. came out this week, and they are calling for an end to live animal mascots. And this is all stemming from the Texas-Georgia game where – Bevo the the bull like bum rushed the ugly hey, hey, bulldog the longhorn the longhorn excuse yeah, me whatever it's, it's it right <laughs> dad gummit I know my, I know my farm Pew-pew. animals better than I know my Morris twins <laughs> uh, the video is hilarious where they've got them separated by just it was like really funny yeah I mean it's funny because the dog didn't get hurt if the dog did get hurt I'd yeah, feel really bad no doubt. but it's and funny if somebody else got hurt like if somebody else got yeah. gored by that thing I'd feel really bad but the fact that yeah, okay hook was <laughs> But they just, whose idea was it? Like, let's not end live animal mascots. Let's just not put a steer and a dog next to each other separated by, like, a paper-thin barrier. That's the dumb move on this one. Scott says asshat of the week. Mm. Don't know if that's going to work. Eh, I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) We're still, we're still... Workshopping. By the way, first swear word of 2019. Good work. Mm. Is it a swear word, though? I don't know. I don't know where that falls. The FCC's closed down anyways. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. So PETA is my choice for uh, whatever we end up calling this. You know what, though? And I just want to throw this in there real quick. PETA, whenever they pop up with something like this, because they always do at the most random of times, I never hear PETA's name, and then something like this happens, and they're like, oh! This is why and I'm just like, go away, Peter. It doesn't make sense. Those those mascots are treated so well. It's not like they're those mascots chained are up. treated better than people. Yeah, it's not like they're chained up in like a, a dark barn forever and then paraded out with like chains tied to them. No, and they are. It wasn't as if Georgia and Texas pitted them against one another in some type of fight. That's true. They That's didn't. True. You know, they weren't. They didn't go Michael Vick with them. Hey, I have a dog steer fight. Let's trying go. to figure out how to make the joke if it was Virginia Tech playing. So thank you for mm. reading my mind on the Michael. Yeah. No, I, I could understand if this had been something that they were trying to make happen. Like right. They were trying no. to have the animals fight. It was it, just dumb that they had them separated so poorly. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, and they, I think it was just the literal like brain fart on the side of both schools right. and, and the mascot handlers because they just brought them out and it's just like from everything. Yeah, that get I read your pictures. Here they are. Ha <laughs> <laughs> dog. Right. And, uh, you know, the Texas handlers just said, well, he was never going after the dog. He was just agitated in that moment. And whether or not the dog was there would have done the same thing. I don't know about that. It looked like he went right after that dog. I thought so, too, when I saw it. I just was going with what they said. (laughs) But either way, it's just like, who's the brain? Don't believe that cover-up. Yeah, who's the huge brainchild that thought, hey, let's have this dog and this steer be close to one another. It'll be funny. (laughs) This giant steer almost trampled this dog. (laughs) Come on. Be smarter than that. So, uh, yeah. Cool. Uh, well, that is brought to you by Rally House. I'll come up with the, we'll come up with the, the title for that. But for now, that segment was brought to you by Rally House. The next time you need to suit up and rep your team, be sure to go to 12OnSportsRadio.com. Click the link on the right side of every page. Rally House has gear from every major sports league plus NCAA and even local gear. Help out the station by going to 12OnSportsRadio.com before placing your next order. That's 12OZSportsRadio.com. Um, <laughs> Nailed it. I will never get old. Uh, all right, let's talk this uh, this coaching carousel. Scott, you've got some some thoughts on the the coaches that have been let go in the NFL. They're all black. Black Monday was pretty black, <laughs> black. this year. It also started on Sunday. There were a lot of dudes that didn't even get the plane ride home. Like they were. It, it started early this year. I feel like yeah, it started early. Started mid season with Hugh Jackson. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah, good point. Good point. Forgot about old Hugh. Who adds to the blacklist? No pun intended. Uh, it was it was a bunch of black guys, and then Adam Gase was over here like, hey, hey guys, I'm, I'm looking for a job. Jesus, like, I'm white. Do I got street cred? Like, is, that, is that what this means? Does this mean I'm hood? All right, all right. Uh, yeah. So it was just very interesting. Like. And Dirk Cutter. Come uh, on now. Yeah. Oh, God. The Dirk Cutter, the part of the reason I forget it, it was mid-afternoon Sunday, probably minutes after that game ended, and I got the, the text that says, has been relieved of his duties. Not fired, <laughs> not moving on, been relieved of his duties. <laughs> Sir, your, your duties have been performed here to the best of their abilities, and we no longer wish you to be here. Yes. Sorry. Sorry, Dirk. We're just going to take this off your plate from now on, okay? So we're just going to take <laughs> yeah. this coaching duty. You just don't come back here anymore okay <laughs> just take it we're relieving you of this duty thank you we we understand it's a holiday weekend <laughs> don't come in after the holiday just go on and extend it until further notice <laughs> so yeah uh it, you go from having i think i think it was eight to start the season uh minority head coaches and now you're down to three with anthony <laughs> lynn ron rivera and mike tomlin and it just Whew. now it, I don't, I don't want to start any type of conspiracy because I don't think there was a, a league thing where they're like, man, we got to hire, we got to fire all these black guys this week. Just <laughs> we got to get them out of here. No, <laughs> it's it's just that they were all on really horrible. They were coaching horrible teams. Well, they were, but they also. I mean, I had this conversation with a few different people. I don't necessarily think any of them were fired wrongly, except Wait, for and and Mike McCarthy got fired. Oh yeah, we forgot about Mike McCarthy. Wait, who was he coach for? He was Hackers. Oh, yeah, you mean like, okay, sorry, this week. I, yeah. I was, I was Joe's just kicking. dropping in all the white dudes that got fired, too. Yeah, just making sure we know white, uh, yeah. white coaches matter. Lovely. Yes, exactly. <laughs> all, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. White coaches matter. Yeah, yeah. That, that. 
I like that Jude censored himself there. All that. Nope, not going there. Not even going to say it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it just, I mean, I, the only one that I, I could say kind of maybe definitely has a decent argument is uh, Wilkes out there. That's what I was going to say is Wilkes. It was his first year, man. Yeah, I was going to say, anytime you hire a guy and off the first year you just decide it's not working. It was my argument for why Hugh Jackson got a bad rap because he went out to Oakland, had the one year, they finished 8-8 eight and eight, and he got canned and I thought, wow, that's pretty terrible. Yeah. I mean, there's no way you can finish 500 and tell me the guy does Now, in Wilkes' case, the Cardinals were pretty dreadful this year and like just not competitive. They did manage to beat the 49ers twice. <laughs> so I got to see them firsthand win two games. In fact, two of the only Niners games that I watched this year at a certain point. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's really the only one who could say I didn't really get a fair shake. I would also maybe argue that Vance Joseph kind of got a little bit of a screw job only because he goes out there and, you know, LA hasn't been able to figure out Mr. Quarterback hasn't been able to figure out the quarterback situation, except for having a broken down Peyton Manning and a super defense that they won the Super Bowl with. But other than that, he's messed up the quarterback position since he's been there. And then they went and in the off season, got case Keenum and signed him to a giant deal. And everybody knew he was a worth crap. And so then, you know, he only had, this was only his second season in Denver. Now, granted, they had never finished with back-to-back losing seasons in Denver, so you could argue that. I mean, he's the only one who uh, also kind of has an argument. Everybody else, though, I, I mean, you can't really say, oh, they didn't have reason to get fired. It was, you know, Hugh Jackson had plenty of time and was... Yeah, Hugh, Hugh was probably was the legendarily most... awful. Yeah, Hugh was probably the most deserving out of anybody right. who got fired. Hence being the first out of right. the group to get fired. But yeah, so I mean... It was just ironic, and again, it, in a league that has had perception problems with race, and they, they, I mean, they have a rule that you have to interview, they have a rule named specifically that you have to at least interview minority candidates, so it's not like it's not a problem in the league, it's just weird that The questions come up, weekend, though, this week, the question came up, though, this week of why do the GMs tend to always skate on this? Like, you have multiple coaches that you go through and things aren't turning around and you get coaches that you're just constantly turning over your head coaching position and then that revamps your system and gms tend to get by without any fault in in any of this and they are able to keep their jobs it's very rare unless you are a gm in cleveland where they are firing their GM and head coach like every single year, except for like recently. Well, and then that highlights- they're the only ones that just reset. They're just like reset everybody, everybody out. We're starting fresh all over again. Well, and then that highlights another problem because the only black GM in the entire league is Ozzie Newsom, and he's retiring this year. <laughs> so I mean, that doesn't help with the whole argument and the stigma whole perception of, like, problem. Yeah, the, yeah. the NFL has with any type of minorities being in any positions of power. I mean, even with even among the assistant coaches rankings, the numbers are pretty low and they just aren't given the same opportunities. And then it seems like when you look at, you know, especially a Wilkes, Oh, he got one year, one year, that's, one that's year bananas and you're done. Like, that's one year. That's pretty shady. And I mean, again, Arizona wasn't great this year, but what can you really prove in a team that drafted a quarterback with their first overall pick you know that there's going to be growing pains there because you're taking. If you're in a position to take right. a quarterback, you're generally unless you're Cleveland and Baker Mayfield somehow balls out. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, you're in that position because your team wasn't that good, so you know that mostly going into that year, you're not expecting a ton. Right. 
So I don't know when in one year Arizona was necessarily looking for. So, the only thing yeah, I can think of is rotting. that they had somebody that they wanted, but they were like, not this year. I'm not doing it this year. So they had to get Wilkes as a placeholder. He was just a but warm why, body. But why hire? Because you got to hire somebody. Yeah, you do. But I mean, a guy that had never been a head coach before, why, why do that? If because you, if, if it's a wasted it's a season anyways, no, if, it's no, if it's a placeholder, then why, just, why not just hire a retread? Yeah, all right. Yeah. That's fair I mean, enough. In, in that, like, I wouldn't hire a guy that you know, uh, he's not going to be here one year. And as we've seen many times, what if Wilkes had won? Like, what was their line of, oh, if he wins X amount of games, right. we'll, he, keep we'll keep him? him. Yeah. And, and would they have been in a situation where they're like, if you're saying, oh, well, crap, we only hired Wilkes for one year. Right now he's he won five <laughs> games. Uh, we gotta what, if he, what if they just, like, went crazy and went, like, 16 and 0. He's like, um, hmm. <laughs> Listen, I've well, always I know, to see that. I, I know we, uh, but I think that happens go. every year, though, <laughs> with at least one or two coaches. One or two coaches come into the year and they're like, man, they really got to prove something. I mean, kind of look at Jason Garrett. Jason Garrett's another one of those coaches that seemingly is on the hot seat every five minutes and, oh, he's in the playoffs, so now he's good again. He's a good coach. You know Cowboys fans are so furious that they made the playoffs. Don't like, you kind of have like, to be a little bit? come on. We were almost free of Garrett. Because they want to get rid of him. And I, the, I, every year, like I said, there's, there seems to be one or two of those guys who are on the hot seat and then do just enough where it's like, oh. I mean, John Harbaugh in Baltimore this year. All the reports were about halfway through the season. Oh, yeah, he's done. Dead man walking. Yeah. They're going to fire him as soon as the season's over. Now they made the playoffs. You can't fire the guy who made the playoffs. Right. <laughs> Unless you're the 49ers, you can fire Steve Mariucci after you make the playoffs. Hey, hey we're a good franchise. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I have a lot of emotional issues. Yeah, when it comes you do. I got super weird, man. Uh, all right, well, they let's talk about... once. He went 12-4 and four and they <laughs> fired him. Let's, let's talk about some one. coaches who could be uh, moving into some of these vacancies. One question I have is, how does Josh McDaniels still get interviews? Everybody wants to interview Josh McDaniels. It came out today that he declined the Bengals' offer for an interview. Apparently, Green Bay is like all in on Josh McDaniels. How does this dude still get interviews after failing as a head coach in Denver going back to the Patriots, then sign, like essentially signing with the Colts and backing out at the last minute, leaving them completely high and dry, and teams are still like, yeah, I want that dude. That's who I want him. I, I'm going to give him it. The only owners I think that are dumb enough to get Josh or try to get Josh McDaniels is Mike Brown. That's pretty much the only owner that's dumb enough to offer this guy a job. I don't know, because there's always the... There's always the hot chick at the party who has something wrong that everybody can see, but she's still getting hit on. <laughs> I mean, that's the only thing that I can equate it to. There's always that girl. I and just watched her murder a puppy, but I really want to go buy yeah, her a like, drink. Oh, my God. She's so hot, though. Like, I would look, overlook all the other things bad about her because she's so hot. She's wearing a KKK hood, but, I mean, underneath that I hood. I but have you smoking. seen underneath it? <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, that's, that's all it is because i don't really necessarily <laughs> understand i get the the idea though i mean i do think that he's a really good offensive mind and that's the way the NFL sure has gone. but he's clearly in waiting to take over bill belichick right, I was so, say, wherever, there's so much if he does go somewhere he's gone as soon as belichick right retires. there's so many obvious things that have <laughs> gone on with everything since he's gone back to new england that it's like why are these teams wasting their time after yeah. the colts got burned i'd be like he's off my list forever yeah that's how, that's <laughs> what i'm saying like how does that that should have been the nail in the coffin all right fine you went out to denver 
You had some some crazy Weird ideas. Moments, yeah. you, you had some control and it was his first issues. One. He was super young. Fine. You love Tim Tebow. Whatever, man. That's <laughs> I, fine. I understand. I still look at it. I still love Tim. Uh, but then you bail on the the Colts, and that should have been a nail in the coffin for him. Right. Like at that point, he's he, in my opinion, he signed his fate. He's waiting for Belichick to retire and, and taking over that job. And best case scenario. You'd have this guy in, and I would just absolutely grill him on what went down there. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. if I was considering him for the job or wanted to just know, I'd bring him in, and it would just be hours upon hours of, oh, why didn't you take this Colts job? Right. And you what had a you, job. Right. What made you go back? And, you know, what, you know, would you ever do that? It, just, it would be just this string of well, questions. Well, I just really like Tom Brady, and I really had to go back to, to <laughs> right. Well, I just I just wanted a couple more seasons of Tom Brady. Man. Yeah. That's Not only that, yeah. let's stop taking chances on Bill Belichick proteges. I don't like that's, that's the other to thing. To me, that's more the point. Like, I don't understand why everybody thinks that every single one of them that's left has been a failure. At the NFL level, yes. Yeah, no, that's what I'm College saying. level, every single one of them that's left from there to go and well, and I mean, then you've got Chuck at Notre Dame, who was also a gigantic failure. Mm, yeah. Too soon? Uh, no, never too <laughs> soon. Good old Charlie Weiss. That was a. Yeah. That was a fun time at Notre Dame. Uh, And then he went to Kansas and went 0-12, and it was like, oh, he's just a really bad coach. He's not good at all. Uh, But they did have uh, Kirk Ferentz as a uh, Bill Belichick coach. Saban's a a Bill Belichick. He's from that coaching tree. So there are guys who it seems like go in college. Here's my thing with those guys, because those guys weren't – they were position coach under Belichick. They weren't – his coordinators, I feel like, are the ones that have gone on and failed spectacularly. Because the coordinators are the ones that go NFL. The position coaches are the ones that go – Oh, that's right. God, why do I? <laughs> it's like I got a mental block that Charlie Weiss exists. <laughs> he went straight from there to yeah, there. Yeah, it's like I forgot that that dude's a person. <laughs> I don't know how. It was Notre just awful. stopped paying him like this year. <laughs> like it just ended. The Charlie Weiss era just ended in Notre Dame. That dude has been just getting fat, eating hot dogs off of Notre Dame <laughs> cash. Excuse yourself, fat her. <laughs> That dude has always been fat. <laughs> oh, man. He had those khakis jacked up over the fupa. It yeah, was so no, bad on the sidelines. Awful. <sighs> that's why. It, that's what it is. I just black out that memory of Charlie Weiss's khakis pulled up over his belly button. <laughs> <laughs> or what we think is his belly button. <laughs> Who knows where that crater is. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, the, speaking of Notre Dame, there's rumors that Brian Kelly is they they want him for the Tampa Bay job. <laughs> so will that be Okay bye. Yep, that's what I'm saying. I'm like tip the cap. Brian Kelly is the Marvin Lewis of Notre Dame. He got him up a level. Great. You you made it look like we can make the playoffs. Another coach can come in and get us over the hump. Get Mark Stoops from Kentucky because Scott says he will leave for a football school. Get Mark Stoops. Uh but they're saying that he's like the Bucks are really interested in him. How amazing will it be to watch Brian Kelly and Jameis Winston coexist? Because oh <laughs> they've That's said the whoever takes thought. whoever takes the job has to accept Jameis Winston as yeah. the starter. Because before they announced that Cutter was out, they announced he's coming back as our starter. Mm-hmm. Right? Not not hey he's going to be on the roster and compete. No, no, he's coming he back is the as starter. Starter. Yeah, and Which then they said whoever takes the job needs to accept Jameis Winston as the starter. It's like. 
okay. <laughs> Good luck with that. You know, every coach is like, all right, now how flexible are we on this Winston thing? Like, <laughs> a little wiggle room in that? No, no. You want to talk about <laughs> grilling your like, in an interview? I, as the coaching uh, candidate, I would spend hours asking questions about that. Like, how married to James are you? Because <laughs> it's that, that part of the interview where they're like, this has been great. Uh, do you have any questions for me? Yeah. Uh, In the next six hours, it's just James questions. About that James thing we were saying. <laughs> for real? Yeah. <laughs> you are? Okay. Well, uh, I'm just going to go ahead and withdraw this resume. <laughs> you have yourself a good day. I'm a Josh McDaniel. This <laughs> Uh, I would love it if Brian Kelly left. I'm sorry. I that's just one of those things. He is never it, for whatever amount of success he's had at the college level. He's never struck me as a guy that would succeed in the NFL. I would love to see him go to the NFL and just fall. So that means he's face. going to Cincinnati. That's how that's going to work out. He'll be <laughs> back in Cincinnati. Mike Brown will be like, we brought back Brian Kelly, and everybody will be like, we hate him here. What are you doing? <laughs> Also, it would totally be your type of sports fandom that he just that'd be that jumped would, right over from oh one of your teams. Oh my god, that would one. totally be it. Rumors would come out yeah. that all it would be would that would be that Brian Kelly took an NFL job, and I'd be like, he's gone. I got rid of him. I got rid of him. And they'd be like, Brian Kelly announced as the Bengals head coach. I'd be like, are you serious? <laughs> Ugh, I don't want that to happen. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Well, let's talk. I, I we kind of went it back into college talk. Uh, this is something that Joe had brought up this week, and I think it's a really good question. College football is dominated by this idea that bowls are tied to different conferences. Uh, you have the Rose Bowl is the Pac-12 champ versus the uh, Big Twelve or Big Ten champ, unless it's a playoff matchup. You have mm-hmm. Sugar Bowl is always SEC versus Big Twelve, right? Is that what that that one is? Should the Bulls do away with this conference affiliation. Yep. Okay, good talk. Because well, no, <laughs> to me, as soon as you... But how to, do you figure it out, though? Like, that's the next question well, is, as soon as you how does this play- work out? Who cares? Because as soon as you went to the playoff system, it should have been, all right, we've got these whatever games each year for the playoff system. And then the Bulls from there just slot down for however you're going to do the matchups. Regardless of conference and all that, it should just fall straight down. At however you're ranked, don't worry about conference affiliation from there because once you decided all right we've got this playoff system and these bowl games no longer matter with those specific designations then they all should have across the board so you're saying rank the bowls from like national championship game all the way down to like the cheese it bowl each one gets a ranking (laughs) yep and then it's just all right here's your four playoff teams and then five versus six in this bowl seven versus eight in this bowl nine versus ten yep you just you just and then by the end after you get out of 25 you're just picking names out of a hat it's like all right this six and six team versus this six and six team see you guys later because you just said it it's the cheese it bowl at that and who cares when i was doing the bowl pick them this year and we're looking at oh the bowl pick that i won thank you uh thank you mike finally won something ladies and gentlemen he won the thank you thank you there were he competed against seven of us other people and I beat all you <laughs> in your face. But anyway, yeah, I mean, once you get past all of those big name bulls and then you're talking about that, I was filling out these and I'm like, I don't know uh, all of these six and six teams pitted up against one another. Like, what does it matter? Who it's cares? really bad when it's when they don't have enough teams that are six and six and they're just like, yeah, just get that five and seven team to say, play. When there was an under 500 team, I thought, why is this team in a bowl game? Oh, wait, that's right, because there's too many bowls. Yeah. So 
But yeah, I mean, I'm. Dead but is serious. that so? Is that the Who answer to the to do that where you you rank it like that, or is the solution get rid of a lot of these bowl games? Because that is is likely a better solution to get rid of. But your the money involved Meineke Car Care Bowl. The money, the money right. is why they're not going to. And so, if you're not going to because of the money, that's fine. You know, admit it's just a money grab, and then just slot them. Ignore the conference. You know, traditions. Just go ahead and slot them however you want them, and just put the teams based on their records and keep it moving. I mean, there's no reason to hold to those traditions if it essentially didn't matter once the playoffs started. Like before, I could see why you would kind of keep it, but now just throw it out the window. And when they go to eight playoff teams, definitely throw it out the window. <laughs> well, when they go to eight playoff teams, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, the Bulls already are meaningless. Right. But once they it's eight teams, it's like, man, so that means all the big Bulls, everything from like New Year's Day on is just, yeah. that's the games that matter. Everything else before that is just, who cares? Right. And so uh, why have any type of traditional uh, league affiliation tied to it? Just make it whatever teams that you just want to see. Hell, you, you said draw names out of that. I'd be interested in that. They just do a lottery Ooh, where that would be all that would actually that be pretty awesome. The rankings, and they're just pulling them out and ranking or the, matching up against each other. I'd watch. Can you imagine that selection show? So you you have your college football playoff selection show. But then before that, because they've got that to be two hours now for no reason. It's four teams and it's a two hour long show. It's like, <laughs> cool. Thank you. Like eat, the, the selection show for March Madness is less time than the college football selection show. <laughs> And they have 60 more teams, 64 more teams because they're up to 68 yeah, now. Yeah. So 64 more teams and it's an hour less to do that Sounds selection accurate. show. But college football is like, all right, we're going to do 45 minutes on Alabama now. And somehow they get 45 minutes of contact besi- uh, content besides they're going to win. That should be it should be a 10 second blurb. All right. Number one is Alabama and they're going to win. All right. And that's the show. <laughs> that should be the selection show, but really instead it's two hours of here's teams who think they have a shot. They don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. Could you imagine though, if everybody represented in all those bowls, they just threw everybody's got a one ping pong ball in and they're literally just pulling them out. Okay. This team is matched up against this team. I and would then at the, love to see at that. the end where it's just like, you could not make a bowl just based on your, you know, your ping pong ball not getting picked out of it. Oh man, that just makes it so much better. How? Teams get left out. Are you serious? Yes. Oh. Teams would be pissed. Like- you cut to the four camera where it's like all the players watching to see where they end up, and there's like four teams, yes. and one gets picked, and the other three are just dejected, and their <laughs> college careers are ruined. Yes, I am all in on this idea. I love it. It would be fantastic television. <laughs> like, must-see. Just sitting there laughing at these. Like, and, I mean, once they throw them in there, you've got all these, you know, no-name schools or second-tier schools, and then some of the bigger schools have had lousy seasons or not as great seasons. Right. <laughs> they're the schools that don't get picked out because they're so <laughs> used to getting picked just based off their name, and all of a sudden their ping-pong ball doesn't get picked. That would be great. It's like, oh, Akron had an upstart year this year, and they're now in this bowl, and uh, LSU, you know, they, they had a down year, but... They're sitting at home. Akron's in. Ed Orgeron is just smashing headsets inside of this. Well, 
Well, but then th- the funny part is that would then disprove this whole stupid theory of, well, these big name schools, they just don't care when they get in these bowl games because they would react upset right. They'd because be really they were in those bowl games. And you'd be like, yeah, see, we knew you were lying all those times when you yeah. lost those bowl <laughs> games that you weren't motivated to play in. It would expose all that BS. I love this idea. Who do we write a letter to? Let's start a moveon.org petition to make this happen because this is my favorite idea that I've ever heard in my life. At first, I'm like, <laughs> yes, Joe, tip of the cap, my friend. Because at first, I was just like, all right, remove conference affiliations. Cool. Yeah, you get. But the, the, the more rankings are, of this, the, the rankings are kind of close anyways. Like the, the Rose Bowl was like five versus nine or something yeah. this year. So it's kind of that already. But then to, oh, it would be fun. Ooh. I'm a big We're fan. On to something. The lottery. Oh man, that would be <laughs> so good. Ping pongs, like that's what I mean. Like lottery, like yeah. use a lottery machine and just. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just have them suck, just up. suck it up. <laughs> just bingo balls. <laughs> All right, oh you know, and you know those crappy bowls that are in like Utah. People are like, no, come on. Come on. <laughs> God, <laughs> that thing. sucks. You, you don't do them like in descending order, right. so you just do them at random. You make the ball, so it's like, oh, uh, up now we've got the Beefo Brady ball. No, no, not Beefo Brady, not Beefo Brady. Don't come on, don't pick us, don't pick us. God, we're there, damn it, dude. This would be, this would be so good. There'd be so much laughter. Like you just see sitting there watching all these teams get pissed, pissed for getting picked, pissed for not getting picked, like. It'd just be all this anger. <laughs> it would be the best. Ah, we're going to New York in December. Come on, man. This is terrible. You know what? I'm skipping the bowl game. I'm skipping the bowl oh, game. That's it. Jesus, man. <laughs> that would probably be a lot of fan reaction when it's like LSU versus like Arkansas State. And they're like, I'm not going to go watch this game in freaking... New Mexico? Why would I? Why am I going to go spend money to do that? Like, Nobody's that sounds... going anyways. Who gives it? Like nobody cares. Those games are so poorly attended. They're poorly viewed anymore. They're, the prices for the national championship game are dropping because people are so sick of Clemson and Alabama. This is the the way to save college football. And then you know a team like Kentucky who finally, all right, we had to find they had a good year, and then they get left out of bowl season because their ball didn't get picked out. It's like, sorry, you can't. you can't do that. There's that can only be reserved for six and six teams. You got to be able to say, okay, if you because Kentucky was like 15. yes, definitely the the six and six threshold yeah, is okay, where your ping pong yeah, ball because you're a top twenty five team. Like, you got to yeah, be okay, included yeah, okay, in bowl yeah, 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 season. Yeah, the tw- top twenty five, right? But balls. when you're six and six, it's like yeah. oh, we're a bubble team. Uh oh. Those are true, the ones true, you true. can still do ping pong balls for the matchups. That's fine. I yeah, don't have yeah, a yeah, problem. Yeah, with and that. you know what that would do? Put more emphasis on the regular season, like people are wanting. Ooh. See, then the regular season games matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm all in on. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure we're the smartest people ever. We just figured out bowl season. <laughs> <laughs> we just solved the issue. I mean, we didn't. We didn't solve it. We just picked how to make it exciting to watch who goes where. Because then, like yeah, Joe said, none of us nobody's going to want to watch it. Like. <laughs> After that, I, I, I'm not tuning in to single hush, one. Hush, 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 hush. I mean, we'll watch it from home. We're not going to go there. Come on now. Even watching it from home, I'm going to be like, really? I got to watch Boise State and Villanova? Do they even like have the I meant like my own team. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd watch my own team. 
Oh, that's funny. Oh, man, that is fantastic. All right, let's talk a little basketball since we never talk basketball. What? We talk Morse twins. <laughs> <laughs> We're such basketball experts. I don't know why we don't talk more basketball. God, it's good. Uh, everybody's favorite goat, LeBron, came out this week and said that he's the goat, which was really nice of him to say, especially on the same week where uh, Michael Jordan was like, yeah, I'm not the GOAT. That's so disrespectful to guys who have played before me. Like, I, that's disrespectful to, to Bill, to Wilt. Like, I didn't get to play against them. You can't call me the GOAT if I didn't play against them. Meanwhile, LeBron says, yeah, I'm the GOAT because I won the 2016 championship. I'm, I'm the GOAT. How do you justify that, man? Like, I'm a LeBron fan. I, I do think he's up there in contention with Jordan. I don't think I think everybody's kind of it's hard to pick one specific guy because different generations, different you know times in the, le- the league's changed. It, you can't even go by stats because the way the league has changed, the way it's officiated, it's completely different between one generation and the next. I don't know how LeBron <laughs> says this. Like uh, that's okay. That's a gutsy thing to say, man. Look, I'm gonna not defend LeBron. But as much as everybody knows I love Jordan, I'm going to go on ahead and call him out a little bit on this one. Mm. Because I actually think that... We're going to get some music for this? <laughs> I thought he was about to go on a rant here. No, no, no. I'm not oh. going to go on a rant. I thought it was... Oh, no, 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 no. All right, all right. I'm just calling him out and that I think that for the first time, usually Jordan is all ego and hubris and F everybody but me. And for the first time, he took a step back and saw everybody was reacting to LeBron having said that and thought, this is my chance to come in (laughs) and look like a hero. Because when I watched the interview and the, the, the way that he spoke, I thought, am I watching Michael Jordan? This isn't the Michael Jordan I grew up watching because the Michael Jordan I grew up watching would have said, yeah, I'm the greatest. And F everybody that came before me, F everybody that came after me, and F everybody everybody that's ever picked up a basketball. I'm the greatest, and that's all there is to it. So while I enjoyed what he said, I thought it was one of those where I'm like, Mike, uh, Mike, you you know what you're doing. So you think he's just slow playing this one. He's definitely playing this one in that he, he knew how he would appear. But again, it just doesn't fit with everything that I know about Michael right. Jordan's entire career. Like, if he actually believes that, you know, everybody, that's the thing. If he actually believes that, nobody is going to say, oh, wow, that's a terrible thing, and he's lying, and oh, he's the goat, and I don't care what Michael Jordan. Obviously, you're going to agree with him. So it's, right. he's in a win win situation. It's a good point. And so that's why I think. Because he won me over as somebody who's just like, man, I'm on the fence. Right. Who cares? No, he, it doesn't it was, really. That's what I'm, I'm saying. Like, that's a good call, Jordan. And, good, yeah. Right. And that's what he was going for was there's so many people who would probably be like, well, I'm not going to pick Le- uh, Jordan because remember that Hall of Fame speech, and remember how, you know, he, he's, <laughs> he's petty, and he's this, and he's that. And so, like, you know, I'm going to pick LeBron because. And then I thought, wow. Wow, and to be honest with you, I had two opposing reactions. I thought, wow, LeBron is usually very reserved and doesn't go for that. He's usually the one that'd be like, hey, right. I'm not the one to answer that question. You know, I'm gonna leave it to y'all. So it's like they flipped roles. And I, I honest to God think that LeBron, because it or Jordan, because it came out after the LeBron thing, saw it and thought, This is my chance. And he went for it. And it I worked. dig it. It totally and now that worked. you now that you put it that way, I totally dig like, that. Uh, that's it, fantastic. And that's why I was just like, that's why. And, and I actually said when I retweeted that thing, I said, "This is why he's the greatest." But people thought 
I meant because he said that, and I meant no, 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 because he manipulated everything. <laughs> he actually doesn't believe what he said, but because everybody wants to believe something like that and will gravitate towards the humbleness, yeah, like yeah, there it is. And I'm like, dude's a genius. That's what makes him the greatest. He just fed everybody. That's it. I didn't even think eat. about that point of view, but that's a that's a really good. I, I call. smiled the entire time I saw it. I was like, he's playing chess. the dude is playing chess um all right well now i feel stupid for being all on team mj after that so thank you for making me feel like garbage (laughs) and a dummy that got duped appreciate that man well that's happened (laughs) all right jordan shrug (laughs) two quick things before we uh we move on with the show and and give our fifty dollars out from from last year hundred dollars excuse me two fifty dollar winners from last week the Raiders hired Mike Mayock this week. <laughs> That's exactly all right. And Antonio Brown. <laughs> I love, by the way, the people on Twitter that were like, Gruden and Mayock, the Raiders have the best announcing team of any NFL front office. <laughs> that was, it was so awesome. I don't understand how they could think this is a good idea. Because he does draft stuff, so oh. he's got to be good at it. Right? He's yeah. got to be a good GM. He does draft stuff for ESPN.com. That's exactly why McShay and uh, Kuiper have been hired by front offices <laughs> multiple times. In their, they just didn't uh, want it. They yeah. just didn't want the jobs. That's no all doubt. it is, Scott. Uh, the other thing, Antonio Brown and the Steelers are at odds. Antonio Brown asked for a trade. He skipped practices all week. The Steelers covered for him, said he had an injury. And then it came out that, no, he just got into a fight with Ben Roethlisberger, threw a ball at him. Supposedly, it's because Juju was named the team MVP and Antonio Brown didn't like that, so he got all fired up and mad about I missed it. That part of it, it just came out today that oh, that's I likely, that. yeah, that's likely what caused what? it was Juju was named the team MVP uh, and Antonio Brown didn't cool. like. Meanwhile, Antonio Brown's doing the masked singer. I was on just gonna Fox. say we gotta talk about the masked singer. That he the, came out with that hippo. That was the strangest thing I've ever seen. It was that. First of all. I'm hooked on that damn show. I'm mad at myself for being hooked. You are. I because I'm sitting there. I just want to know who these people are. I saw Antonio Brown. I'm like, I didn't think that was Antonio well, Brown. I heard the who pre- else is? When this? I heard the premise of the show, I thought, do they give any type of hints? They and do give hints. The, the hints, but I guess the hints are real vague. They're very hidden. Yeah. Well, and Which I is thought. Why, I by the like, way, the monster is T Pain. I'm just throwing that out there. The monster is T Pain. Well, when they said something, you about, heard it here first. If it's auto tune, then you know it is. No, it's not auto tune. That's how I know it's oh, T Pain. So he's a bad singer. I'm, no, he's a really good singer oh, well, have T-Pain. you ever heard his tiny desk concert go look that up t-pain's tiny desk concert anyway, he's good i was sitting there thinking for these hints i was joking about it with somebody at work i was like what did they say for antonio brown he's black and he runs a lot for a living <sighs> that that doesn't help out anything it was more veiled than that they were like he sounds like an athlete he's not a <laughs> professional singer he sounds like an athlete look he's got swagger i think this is Dion sanders Deion Sanders danced for uh, for touchdown, so maybe that's a, he can dance. But I heard that this mm. is so vague that it literally it's just like it could be anybody in the world. Yeah, like, it's really it's vague. Not- that's why you're hooked on this show because I'm like, oh man, yes, it's because it's. It, don't give me that no, look, Joe. I, I, I don't. I don't see it. I, I heard the description. I heard everything about it. and I thought, wow, that sounds like something I would never want to watch or care about. Okay, thank fine. you. Next. <laughs> Thanks, Ariana. Uh, all right. Meanwhile, Jordan's somewhere like, I'm so humble. I wouldn't even be on that show. I would never wear a mask and sing. I mean, that's just Maybe he's one of them. You don't know. Jordan might be the peacock. You don't know. No, the peacock's Donnie Osmond. Anyways. I was just going to uh, say, I don't even know what you're talking about, but move on. You are. 
Super white. Yep. Yep. Okay, bye. <laughs> All right, let's give out some money from last week. Last week, we had quite a few show, uh, shares of the show. Thank um, you for that. Yes. Each and every one of you. Although, really, I'm not happy that you shared that show. That it was, was skewed because all of you were very Do you realize how many times I had to answer bras. questions about why I was wearing a bra? It was really uncomfortable. I had people at work home. showing me the photos and threatening me with it, saying, oh, now it's I like, got... like, bro, this is on Facebook. Like, it's there. I, I said that. I was go like... Go ahead. Put it wherever you I, want. I'm not worried about it getting out Wait, there. What? I broadcast it on Facebook. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we did have... We drew names. Uh, the two winners from last week, Tasha Pinello, she was... <laughs> and Crystal Dandridge. Both of those two ladies are going to get $50... Congratulations. ...to Miniman tickets. Thank you for sharing... And for real, share the show because we're just going to uh, go ahead and, and pop this randomly throughout the month. We may just say, okay, this week it's, yeah, we're giving away for somebody who shared last week. Right. So share the show always. Always share the links. Always share the live show because you, you never, know never know when we're going to start giving away some cash. Let's do a real quick poll update, Joe, as to who was the clown of the week. Do you have those results? Because I saw you put that up there. Well done. Good production value on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I try, I try, I try. Uh, it ended up being a uh, twenty-five, twenty-five, fifty on the final count, and the fifty was oh. for the UCF. Oh, yeah, those people were jerks. So, yeah. all right, fair enough. So, the UCF fans that disappeared and said the players didn't try are your clowns, scumbags, jerks, wanks, something of the week. I yeah. put it as worst, worst of the week. All right, that's fair enough. We'll we'll figure it out. We'll get that fleshed out. Shop talk. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's move really quickly into our would you rather question while we're doing this. Should we do that now? Just oh, Scott says he hasn't gotten his from last episode and we announced him as the winner. Uh, you'll get that, Scott. Don't you worry about that. That's, <laughs> that's, that's on me, I think. Cause I, I was just going to say, send, I was like, uh, I didn't send anything out. Hey, it's holidays. Yeah, I was going to say, to be fair, it was holidays. And so that's the only reason things kind of got sidetracked, but it's all good. Scott, don't worry. You're we got you. $50. We got all the winners. Yes. We got all the winners from last week. All of you will get it. All right, this week we introduced our new segment about Would You Rather. This week you have to choose. Would you rather your team go undefeated throughout the regular season and then get blown out in the playoffs, or your team drops a game during the year, just misses the playoffs, but wins some random, meaningless, big-name bowl game? Um, I am going with I would rather my team make the playoffs. I At this point, there's only been 10 teams that have made it. I would rather have a chance at a championship rather than we lost, our season is pointless, Let's win this taxslayer.com bowl. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean No, no, no. And it, it's it's highlighted with the, the stupid sponsorship. Even if it's even games. if it's like a sugar bowl, like yeah, or, yeah, or the Rose matter. Bowl, yeah. it, when it's not in the college playoffs, it's like this is an exhibition game. Yeah. I don't care if we win this exhibition game. And it has no And coaches literally take that extra practice time to work with younger kids. Like that that practice time between the end of the season and whatever meaningless bowl Just to game. Work on you're the in. guys that are incoming for next year. Yes. It, the the guys who have played all year, your seniors are barely practicing during that time. Yeah. UCF isn't even trying. They don't even care. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Georgia just gave up. Who cares? Yeah. They didn't make the playoffs. They gave up. Okay, cool. Hook them. <laughs> uh, this was no-brainer for me. I, I I want a chance to play for the title. So if it means I got to go there and get waxed, whatever. At least I was in. I had a shot. It's got to be better for recruiting, too, to be like, look, we made it to the playoffs. We need you to, to come in yeah. and get us. So that we're not over, getting so waxed. So that we're not getting waxed. Yeah. Not, hey, 
we lost to Temple, and that was really embarrassing. That's not going to happen again. Trust me, it's not going to happen again. But because did you see we beat Washington? And the- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who no, cares? I just, I, it's always to me you're competing for a title or you're not competing for anything. I mean, I could sit here and brag all day about how the Niners got the number two pick in the draft, but you know what? I'd rather have the number two seed in the playoffs. Here's my other thing. We fought so hard. People fought so hard for playoffs. They whined and complained about the fact that the college football season is meaningless. It needs to be playoffs to have a, a legit national champion. And if, if you are, would rather win a meaningless bowl game, then you don't care about the playoffs. Don't ever say yep. we should expand. Don't ever yep. say and you, you don't even care you about care, being there. All you care about is winning a Your meaningless game. game at the end of the season. That is a terrible take. Joe, how did the vote shake out? Well, America has voted, and they said 75% to 25% would rather have their team be one loss but winners of the bowl. Terrible takes. 75% of Terrible takes. No, I mean, you're not dumb. It's a bad, you're not thinking this through. You're, you're that's dumb. what it is. I'm not, let's harsh it. Let's, let's pull it back a little bit. Pull it back. Pull it back. Pull it back. Let's not call people dumb. Let's not, we're okay. trying to get listeners. You're we're not, not that smart. You're not thinking this through. You are okay with the bowl system. Get rid of the playoffs because all you care about is winning that last game. You don't care if it's worth anything. All you care about is winning that last game. That's dumb. (laughs) Oh, okay, cool. So we ended up where I started. Good talk, good talk, good talk. All right, let's go to Consumer Canada. All right, Consumer Canada brought to you, as always, by Tavor. This week, we have Pineapple Velvet from Four Noses Brewing Company. Gentlemen, I think we can do this rather rapid fire. Consume. 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 This beer is so good. It is delicious. It got better as the night went on. It really did. I am really disappointed that we only got six. I wish we would have gotten so much more. True story. When you brought him down, I was like, he... He only set down two cans. He he could only carry that many, right? No, mm. no, he's not going back. Ah, oh, mm. we only got two cans. Yep, we got we went we with messed the sixer. This one up. <laughs> I could have crushed some of these beers. I could have crushed a sixer by myself without even thinking. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and, and at seven percent, I probably wouldn't have been thinking. At seven percent, you would have been hammered, but <laughs> it would have been so worth it because so this beer it. is delicious. And there were people at the beginning. Should he said at the beginning of this episode, this beer sounds terrible. Nope. No. Dead wrong. This beer is so good. 100% consume on this one. Easily. Consumer yeah. Can It brought to you, as always, by Tavor. Consume. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I'm pretty proud of us. We did, uh, we did pretty solid this, this show not swearing. We did. Only one-ish swear word, and you did, you did drop a D-bomb. I did? I, I didn't call you out on it, but you did. I did? Yeah. When? Yeah. I didn't even notice. I didn't call you out on it because, you know, you called me out. You got to call me out so that I know what's happening. Okay, I cool. just I just black out sometimes and I don't even well, know. And to be perfectly honest <sighs> with you, between what I said and what you said, I didn't really think they were cuss words. So. Who did I call a D? I don't know. You just said that you just said it. Oh. I mean, again, I don't know. You just Man. said it. Now I got to listen back to the episode and find out where it happened. I'm so disappointed. I think it was about the UCF fans. It was mm. it was highlighted because we didn't cuss the entire show except for those two times, and so <laughs> New Year, new us. <laughs> but I, again, I don't know that that's cursing. We'll have to look at the FCC who's oh, shut down. Yep, can't. <laughs> <laughs> so they don't know. Uh, this has been a super fun show. I really dig this. Would you rather? Uh, this I, is a, this. This well, could this be a really a great fun way segment. To start it. 
There's a, and I've got a lot in my it led more. It led to more dialogue than our previous polls ever have. Yes. And I, I'm really excited because I know you two were kind of like, uh, I don't know how this is going to go. And then I started throwing out some ideas. and You were like, OK, no, I do like those questions. Absolutely. So stick around for those. There will be a lot more of those questions coming out each week as we go through that. Uh, but thank you guys so much for tuning in. This was a really fun start to 2019. I'm looking forward. We've got big things coming. Let's just big put it that popping. way. Stick big things popping, is- little things stopping. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means, but yes. Oh, my God. You're, <laughs> you're still so white in 2019. <laughs> my New Year's resolution was to not be as white. Death failed. <laughs> I lasted two days. Yeah, All right. Yeah, cool. Good, good job. <laughs> okay, cool. Hook them. Uh, <laughs> uh, thank you guys so much. Uh, if you want to keep up on the news that's coming up, very soon be sure to follow us at craft b sports on twitter you can follow scott at scotty k underscore junior follow me at mike burlon hit joe up at joe goalie four you can call that drunk line anytime you want four four zero thirty seven drunk uh we will be using that a little bit more and hopefully getting some more voicemails to that uh but as always find us wherever you get your podcast 12 ounce sports radio thank you guys so much for tuning in cheers everybody peace Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more.